It is intended for the entertainment and instruction of broad-minded adults only and should not be played to or sold to minors under any circumstances whatsoever. Thank you.
of new beats.
One, two, three.
You are listening to Infinite Beat on Radio Valencia. I am Topazu, and today we have a very special guest with me. Uh, I have John Hicks here in the studio. Hello. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming in the studio. And uh, John recently played uh, the return of Warm Leatherette, which is really exciting. And of course, we had to have him in back in the studio, uh, or back behind some turntables in our studio. And uh, something that we were talking about that I haven't really talked about on the show is sort of uh, one's personal relationship with music, which I think is is hugely valuable to to talk about. And you know, we were just discussing um, discussing that uh, pretty briefly. And uh, I feel like in these certain there's certain genres of music that uh, like the like the ones that we're playing right now, um, where you know there's always a starting point where you know it ignites a fire in you that that makes you interested in this kind of music. I mean, for you, I know that's a big question, but for you, what uh, you know, what were those records when you were a kid? Right. So, you know, for me, I think I came from a place early on where um, I, I, I felt kind of alienated, um, even as like a pretty young kid from, from a lot of what popular culture was. And in the 80s, popular culture meant like big suits and Ronald Reagan and like spray cans. And um, fortunately, there was sort of a little niche and it changed in size. It got bigger and smaller, but there was a bunch of, of people that I think were alienated in the same way that really spoke to me. Uh, as a child, and, and um, I kind of came around towards all of this music that speaks, I think, of rebellion and alienation in different ways. Uh, starting from that point, like I can imagine remembering myself as a kid, like sitting in a minivan, like listening to Disney soundtracks, and my mom <laughs> accidentally like switching over to the radio and hearing like an Information Society song or like Depeche Mode or something, and like really gravitating towards that, like, grabbing it, and being like, "Wow." sounds exactly like what I want it to sound like. Yeah. And, um, I think I think the records I'm going to play today are kind of a good survey of that um, from a lot of different places. And hopefully uh, it'll kind of inform the way that I, I first started experiencing this and like what really grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, obviously it changed as I got older, but like there's still, I think, a core that runs through all these records that will hopefully speak to that. Uh, what do you think that core is? Because I was thinking about, you know, I went home and saw my parents and uh, most recently, and I'm looking through, like, my dad's collection, and he's, he, I think that's where a lot of my interest in music comes from, is just my father's obsession with music. And so I'm looking through his old records and his old CDs, and I'm looking through my old CDs when I was yeah. a kid, which yeah. is a little embarrassing. <laughs> um, and... You know, and it triggers certain things, and I'm starting to make all of these personal connections with like the things that he listened to, the things that my grandfather listened to. He listened to a lot of Chinese opera, and Chinese opera has a lot of like weird percussions in it, yeah. and the singing is bizarre. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and when I think about it now as an older person, highly influential mm-hmm. to like the weird experimental music I listen to now like what do you think those triggers are what do you think those sounds are that's a good question so I think for me um, the real like meat of it comes from like this 
this willingness to take something that might come as like a classic verse course verse and then just grab it and either carry it to like whatever the extreme of that sound is so like stripping down a verse course verse to just like a single really short repeated phrase and then just teasing it out and making it like eight or nine minutes long so it, it almost mm-hmm. becomes reductive right like it, it turns almost into like its own little native expression that's this tiny snippet of what in in western music is such a uh, a traditional like three and a half minute pop song um I think that happens a lot. And then related to that, I think, is trying to find ways to attach some kind of visual to music. And I think this might be another sort of relic of when I grew up, but like I started coming of age right as MTV started coming of age too. Like yeah. when MTV was young and was still showing like uh, short films almost more so than like, you know, a commercial opportunity to sell more Pepsi or something. Like it. <laughs> It started off as a tool in the hands of these artists with these promotional budgets and no idea of what they were doing with them. Um, yeah. To try and, like, find anything to play that would fit on this channel that was trying to broadcast music 24-7. Um, and then, related to that, there's there were directors and auteurs that were using music in, in films and in TV and in media that, that I think, really bridged those worlds for me and made it, like, a single audio-visual experience that again really resonated mm. um and i think there's there's some examples of that that are hopefully going to come into play once we once we dive in but of course yeah <laughs> yeah um but no i i mean so if i was like trying to find exact like touchstones like moments where i was like oh yeah this is it this is exactly what is happening for me um the first of those probably happens in like the late 80s uh when i when i finally start to be allowed to have my own music instead of just whatever is playing in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then jumping forward into grunge, which in the early 90s corresponded also to when I first found punk rock and like loud guitar music. Um, and then after Kurt killed himself, I I think not because Kurt killed himself, but because I happened to get depressed at the same time, I really latched onto that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, looked from, to music again to kind of find some way of navigating those emotions, which largely coincided with puberty for me. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of sort of flailing out and finding what grabbed me and what worked and then sort of immersing myself in it until it finally started to make sense. Low to be young again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, what kind of bands now that are nostalgic for you and, and hit those triggers or groups or producers, you know, kind of trigger those things now for you. Oh, there's a ton of it. And that's one yeah. of the things that's really exciting for me is there's there's a lot of music that's being made now that feels like the music did to me when I was younger, but it doesn't, it's not just a rehash, right? Like it's somebody trying to do something new and what was old and sort of once almost sacred space, right? Like, you, you leave a form of music alone long enough and it'll start to, like, get kind of rotten and calcified and just, like, behaving itself. And so there's finally bands that are starting to inject, like, new ideas and new thoughts and new sort of images or new feelings into something that I thought was long dead. So um, Youth Code is a great example. Believe oh, yeah. Law is a great example. Uh, uh, a lot of things that are coming out of the techno scene now, I think, are starting to reference the stuff that was coming out of industrial records. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and bands in San Francisco, even like Chrome or Tuxedo Moon, there's there's sort of a, a new interest and new resurgence in that. I think it's focused a lot of eyes and ears on the possibilities inherent in that music. And for the longest time, I was sure that stuff was dead. Like it just nobody oh, yeah, seemed to too. care about it anymore. Um, and I was distraught, you know, and I was just kind of disappearing off into like old like back channels of music that, right. that nobody seemed to care about. And then finally, one day, I woke up and I was like, "Wow, there's other people that like this too, and they're going out, they're doing things, and it's just it was great to finally feel like I could reconnect with music as like a thriving popular force." So uh, I think. We will have you DJ for the next hour and a half or so. Uh, again, thank you for coming. And uh, is there anything that you're working on uh, anytime soon that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, so um, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this summer I, I think I'm going to put together the inaugural version of uh, a party that I've been daydreaming about for years and years and years. I think, I think this year is finally going to be the year it comes true. It's going to be called White Skeleton. Um, and it's going to be kind of an exploration of sort of the roots, the skeleton, if you will, of body music. So um, part of that's going to be new beat, part of it's going to be punk rock, part of it's going to be um, uh, techno. There's going to be some, some just flat-out rock and roll in there. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I really want it to be kind of a DIY um, no rules, loose experience. I, I'm trying to shy away from the kind of experiences that there are wonderful parties like Surface Tension and Warm Mother Red that, that have been great and a lot of fun, but I'm trying to find a way to distinguish it and just have it be a dance party, just have it be an opportunity for people to come in, listen to some music, drink a few beers, not pay covered, hopefully. Um, yeah. That's a bonus. So, so more on that as it, as it develops, but look for that hopefully in June or July. Okay, very exciting. And if you want to learn more about when that party is up and running, I will be posting that on the Facebook as well as the uh, as the blog on Radio Valencia. Uh, the Facebook is, of course, www.facebook.com slash infinite beast. Not beat, it's beast like an animal. Uh, so we're going to have John Hicks uh, take over for the next hour and a half. Thank you, John.
never too late to confess your sins. Come with me. I will show you the way. Where are you? Where are you? I've lost you.
Ich hab's in der Erde und Schulz nieder. 
Du sagst, du magst mich, du sagst, du magst mich. 
four, three, two, one.
song of violence and listen for the sound. All oh, the little soldiers start to come around. Started with a rumor, a whisper in an ear. Suspicion don't take very long before it turns to fear. Still, I made a Fry under the stairs, fry under the 
poisons pump into the air. 